Welcome to our listener podcast series, uh, introducing you to our Toowoomba Regional Council candidates. And uh, we welcome uh, this time around candidate Scott McPhee. Good morning. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me on. As we've done, we'll have five questions for you with a two-minute time limit to answer those questions, and then we'll give you an opportunity just to wrap up with uh, anything that you would like to say to finish. So our opening question, as it's been for everybody, simply, why are you running for a seat on council? And what do you bring to the table? Okay, well, this started for me a couple of years ago when I was driving up Reese Road in Highfields and I saw a whole lot of clearing going on, which frankly shouldn't have happened. I I used to drive past that field and think, well, if it was ever developed, it'll look quite nice because 90% of it's clear and there's a lot of mature trees in there. They can design around that. And one day I came past and they were all knocked over and it was just a scorched earth. And I just thought, well, this is just wrong. And That prompted me to, I guess, investigate what we have here in terms of land clearing and vegetation protections, which is basically zilch. And I'm actually a qualified ornithologist, so I've um, uh, got uh, quite a lot of interest in our environment and our natural world. And so obviously I was quite upset about that. And, you know, the, the more I looked into it, the more I wanted to do something about it. So I started a petition which got almost 7,000 signatures that was presented to council and was debated in October 22 as part of the um, motion to have a temporary local planning instrument to um, bring in temporary tree protection orders. And that unfortunately uh, got voted down by one vote. And since then, we've had the clearing in Afra Street and Crow's Nest. Um, so look, I was just trying to do everything I can and I, and I think I've done everything I can outside of council. I hosted two land clearing forums, uh, one in Highfields, one in Crow's Nest. I was part of the Save Redwood team that kept the mountain bikes out of Redwood Park. I did the presentation to council in, I think it was April or May 22, which swayed a lot of councillors and, uh, kept the, the mountain bike development out of Redwood Park. And I also ran in the interim councillor selection process late last year and I was equal third out of 23 candidates and... So I just want to see protections for our environment. We've got a beautiful area and we don't have the protections we need to maintain this area as beautiful as it is. Question two, what do you see as the number one issue facing the Toowoomba region right now? Yeah, well, to me, it's the environment and the lack of protections for the environment. We simply don't have the vegetation protections that other councils in southeast Queensland have. And this is critical because there's a hole that uh, the Toowoomba Regional Council needs to fill. There's a hole in the, um, the design of environmental protections, which local government is meant to fulfill. And so you can have various species that are protected at a state or federal level, but if they're if the habitat that they require isn't particularly endangered, then that habitat can be destroyed. And so this is part of what the problem with Reese Road and Afra Street um, is, is that that was all koala habitat. And but because those trees themselves weren't protected, then they were demolished. So it's ridiculous to protect individual species, but not protect the actual habitat that they require to survive. And you know, if, if you want to, if anyone's wondering why that's important, then just ask yourself this, where do we get our fresh air from, our oxygen? Where do we get water from? Where, you know, where, where do the insects live that pollinate our crops? So the, the environment is essential for our survival and, and our ecosecurity has to be the number one agenda because nothing can survive without it. And, you know, if you look uh, on, a, on a bigger scale, globally since 1970, um, vertebrate population numbers, so this is birds, mammals, amphibians, fish, 
they are now at one third the level that they were in 1970. And this is uh, based on the Living Planet report from the World Wildlife Fund. And this is critical that they create the environment which allows us to survive. And you have to um, think globally and act locally. And we're not pulling our weight in that area. Our third question. What opportunities do you see for the Toowoomba region in the next four years? Yeah, well, we all know that there's a huge amount of development or uh, population growth that's slated to happen in the area. I think it's in the order of 66,000 people are predicted to come here over the next uh, one or two decades. And our opportunity right now is to lock in the protections that we need for the environment before that growth happens. And, you know, it's about preserving the character of the place. Um, obviously, it's, a, it's essential for our own survival to protect the environment, but it's also just about the, the beauty of the place and what we love about the place and protecting that. And, you know, this is not an anti-business stand whatsoever. I welcome uh, all of those 66,000 people who are going to be coming here. And if you look at the surrounding councils in southeast Queensland that do have the kind of tree protections that we're advocating then businesses are able to make, um, you know, sorry, the developers and the um, uh, builders are able to survive and make a profit under those uh, protections that those councils have. So if anyone says that it's not possible to protect the environment and still have a, uh, a healthy economy, then just look around you. The evidence is actually there and you can do it. Our fourth question, Toowoomba is more than just the Garden City, when you're representing the Toowoomba region, how would you represent the greater region? Yeah, well, to me, it's uh, ecotourism is, is something that I love. And look, I don't count mountain bikes as ecotourism because I don't think you're enjoying the ecology and the environment as you whiz past at 40 or 50 kilometres an hour. So park that one for the moment. That's not ecotourism in my book. I, I think that we need to promote ourselves for bushwalking, birdwatching, cultural and heritage pursuits. And a great way to look at it is the scenic rim. Like as soon as I say the scenic rim, what does that conjure up for everyone in their imagination? It's the the wonderful mountains, the rainforests, the bush. We've got all of that along the escarpment. And we're just not marketing uh, our area as a destination for ecotourism properly. And, you know, look at Regent Bowerbirds. O'Reilly's up at Lamington National Park use that as their symbol. Well, Redwood Park is one of the best places in Queensland to come and see Regent Bowerbirds. So... There's a whole lot of nature out there that um, needs to be protected and promoted. And th- that's what I, I'd look at. And um, back in 2021, I got Eagle's Nest Itinerant Workers Camp on the State Heritage Register. And that's a, uh, a very important uh, archaeological site on the Toowoomba Range. And what's happened with that since then? Absolutely nothing. That is a site that could be used for um, people to go and bushwalk in and have a look at. There could be lots of uh, heritage, uh, interpretive signs and people will come to see things like this if we market them and we're not at the moment. I mean, at the moment we're still putting blue dye in East Creek at the Carnival of Flowers. It's just embarrassing. I don't think that we have an understanding of what we really have here. And I think we need people with qualifications in those areas to get into council to make that understood and to, um, have us market those, uh, qualities correctly. And our final question, it's leading into the election. One of the biggest issues facing uh, the council, whoever takes over, will be paying for the Crestbrook Dam upgrade. Would you support raising rates in order to do that? 
Yeah, well, that's a really hard situation, and um, I would only support that as a last option if there was no other um, possibilities. I mean, certainly as uh, the mayor and deputy mayor have been talking about, we need to see what federal or state funding we can get. Uh, there may well be savings within the uh, council organisation where we could recover some money and put it towards that. Um, but look, it's a very tough one and it's not going to go down well in the outlying areas because we have plenty of towns, uh, smaller towns, thousands of people in fact, who don't uh, feed off uh, Crestbrook, Kuby or Perseverance Dam. They all live on bore water. And, you know, I was at Pittsworth the other day talking to residents and this was one of the first things they said to me is why should we have to pay for the Toowoomba water when we don't actually use it? So it's going to go down like a lead balloon in the outer areas, which are relying on bore water and, and not on, on the dams. So it's a really tough one. And, um, you know, the, the impact on the other activities and expenditure the council can have, not just in the next term, but probably in a few terms, um, is going to be quite great. So, look, if there's no other options and if it has to be done, then, you know, we would have to raise rates. But certainly only look at that as a very last option. And just finally, uh, is there anything else that people need to know about Scott McPhee and your candidacy for the Toowoomba Regional Council? Um, no, but you know what I wanted to use this little question for is just to, to discuss a couple of other big picture issues. So, um, you know, I was alluding to the dissatisfaction in the outer areas. The um, the talk of bringing in wards or divisions, I think, is a good one, which will help with that. I know that's not going to happen in this election, but uh, probably in the next one. And just the way we do local government here, I honestly think it needs an overhaul. The, the presidential system we have for the mayor, I, I don't think that serves the best interests of the community because it's an all or nothing proposition. And I do believe that's keeping some good people out of running. I think if we uh, elected the mayor out of the council, it's the same way the prime minister is elected out of the House of Representatives, I think that would be a superior system and I think that needs to get looked at. And we also have a situation now, I don't know if a lot of the listeners know this, but the councillors can't actually direct the, um, the staff in the council. So at a state or federal level, ministers can actually tell people in their departments what to do. The council here can't. And it's a crazy and ineffective system. It's probably there to prevent uh, corruption. But, you know, we have the same issue with ministers at a state and federal level who are much more powerful. So, you know, you can have a portfolio, but you can't direct the staff under you in that area. It's, it's just crazy. And, and then we have this backdoor process where approvals can get done where if a developer submits a proposal which doesn't meet the uh, the code, it then goes to um, the planning department. So you have these bureaucrats who don't answer to anyone. They don't answer to the public because they weren't elected. They don't answer to the council, the councillors because the councillors can't direct them. They answer to the CEO and they can recommend developments go through which don't meet the, the standard. And then when the council get it and vote against it, as, as happened recently with this Cotswold Hills proposal, then it goes to court. And I think that's a bad situation as well. So plenty of ideas on how we can improve local government, yeah. Scott McPhee, thank you very much for your time. Right. Well, thank you for having me, Lee. Appreciate it.